Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Oh, Arts Express is blowing its whistle at the 3CR station. Arts Express. Power to the people. So all aboard for a journey with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino into alternative theatre, cabaret, festivals, comedy and arts activism and plenty of great music, Trish. Oh yeah, that's the ticket. Good morning, you're with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino on Arts Express 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am, digital podcast and streaming live from 3cr.org.au and available online later today. Our guests today include Tom Middleditch, actor, writer, director in a new Poppy Seed Theatre Festival production, Alex Athymia, which aims to simulate an autistic experience of the world for audiences. Fascinating. Then we've got Fleur Elise Noble, director, maker and performer, working in the medium of drawings, paintings, sculpture, puppetry, costumes, set design, animation, film editing, projection, performance. What a Yeah, that's a mouthful, isn't it? And dance. And she was (laughs) going to chat about her second major production, Ruman. And finally, dramatic writer, Dr. Scott Welsh. Welcome. Together with James Kay, actor, and they're going to present... Serving coffee at Sims Supermarket. That'll be at La Mama. So welcome, guests, and glad to have you back, Trish, after your terrible bout of the flu. Yes, I'm all recovered. Oh, fantastic. If that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) The world is not recovered, but I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And so, look, I think um, we'll start with Scott and James. So, Jim. 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 I love love it when you talk (laughs) French, Jim. (laughs) Jim et Ville. Mon ami. I didn't do too well at French. No, that's all right. That's all right. (laughs) And this is called serving coffee at Sims Supermarket, and it's it's mad. And you're saying um, you're talking about West Footscray becoming gentrified, Scott. This is what it's all about. Yeah, I I suppose. Um, I, I, I suppose like this. This play really started really just with a character who. just really captured my imagination as a you know as it always as it always play start and also it also partly comes about from from recovering from Manson too it's sort of like a, oh, Manson a was so dark and horrible yeah. you know and and this is like this was like a, I'd go and have have um, coffee in the morning at at the supermarket yeah. you know where there's all these just crazy fun people that's right from and, da- uh, dark Manson to to black coffee yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah indeed. So yeah, so it's just pretty much about this girl with the, you know, and this is this girl. She's who used to serve coffee there. She was like to, um, she was really well read, mm. and she had um, glasses and a, a lisp, and she kind of made you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Forgive me for saying that. Mm. She's probably out there, mm. you know. <laughs> but yeah. but the fact that she made you feel uncomfortable made you want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so um, and I, I just find a character like that, you know. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah. So and, and, was yeah. she a great observer? Was she sort of watching you? Watching you, watching she, her? <clears throat> she was um, – once she cottoned on, 
Mm. Like, like I, I kind of told her about this, and she was a really well read. Yes. Like probably better read than me. Mm. You know, and mm. like I'd find she'd be referring to books, and that she was constantly reading. Mm. Um, and, and and I remember once I told her that that this play was going on, I think she started to feed stuff to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. like, yeah, like yeah, I'd go so. in there and she'd and, yes. and she'd want to tell me stories about about mm. herself. Mm. Um, and she probably opened up more. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, Jem, what's your role in the in the this extravaganza? Because I do say extravaganza. <laughs> it is extravaganza. <laughs> um, I am playing seven different roles acting. Ooh, mm. Yes, which vary from a ninety year old beggar woman to a seventy year old old man to a checkout chick to Brilliant. an alcoholic. Oh, I can almost <laughs> see this, you know, this, you know, story before my very eyes, you know, it's, it sounds really fa- fantastic. It's you been know? incredible. It's been yeah. really a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And who's the, um, you talk about the, um, the bookish punk whose first love is a copy of Catcher in the Rye. Well, is that's that the, you? No, that's the, that's the coffee girl. The coffee girl. Yeah. And also you say reality exists in a time warp. Um is it like takes you out of a, a normal reality, is that right? Yeah, oh, well, I suppose Sims, you know, Sims supermarket where like you go to any other supermarket now and it's all self-serve and you know and um Yeah, it's one yeah, of those yeah, really old-fashioned yeah. Whereas Sims yeah. it's still it's still like, you know, if you, you get to 16 and and your father kind of tells you, you know, someone who lives in the west you know, go out and do something, and, and you know, mm. why don't you mm. walk around to Sims and see if they're looking for someone? Yeah, right? yeah, that's <laughs> right, exactly. And, and, yeah. and so that's the kind of you know, and there's a local community feel. And then there's a guy called um, Rodney Bright who mm. um, who he recently um, he he died, and he was um, mm. he's sort of a, a, a hunchback for want mm. of a better word. Mm. Um, and um, another character uh, in the area. Yeah, and and he's uh, he's in the play, but but he used to sit at this bench, mm. and um and he'd sit there all day. Mm. Um, yeah, he's looking for community. Chat too. to the people, chat to the people that would come past, and mm. and so we've got him as a character in the play. You know, sounds like a, a lot of um, warmth and heart and emotional intelligence in this play, doesn't it? Trish? It does. It does. It, you're already feeling like they could be your Christmas d- dinner hub. party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. that's <laughs> Community hub where there's, it's, it's wonderful where, as you say, where Footscray is becoming gentrified, yep. townhouses eclipse the junkie dens and drive immigrants elsewhere. And I, I think that um, is a way, when the gentrification happens, you find the loneliness and isolation comes in with it, whereas the old community hubs where all sorts of people mixed and knew each other, mm. that's what... That's what you're trying to reflect in a way, aren't you? Absolutely. And, like, the other day I was actually in there and, like, I've made so many changes to the script. I, I keep writing new stuff, you know. Well, it and is. I, it's organic, isn't it? I yeah, couldn't write this it. in there because it was too late, you know. It was, But I went in there and um, and one of the managers had um, committed suicide, um, which is awful to say. Mm, um, that's very bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. but, but what was beautiful was that... There were only two people working that day mm. because everyone else and everyone else met had there gone to the funeral to go to the funeral. You know, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So see that there again. That's that sense of connection and everything. Yeah, that goes and community. On. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, 
honest, as you were saying, reflecting about the big supermarkets where everyone has to put their own, you know, stuff through and, you know, misweigh stuff and do all that, you know, like, I mean, they don't even realise they're being ripped off because, you know, and this is true with these supermarkets. And and it's sort of like, you know, in a sense, um, you know, when you take something from the community, you know, it's uh, it, it it will make you pay. You know, if it, in, yeah, it's, in and a you sense. don't you don't know what you you don't you don't know what you. It's not mm. just it's not just convenience no. when you change it from being yeah. um you know that's check right. out chicks to um yes that's to, right. To well, they're very computers. yeah that's right. Yeah. And and it's about and, the spirit of the place too. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and mm. it's and then that covers wages and things like that. Which <laughs> now we're on a tangent. We're going on that Arts oh, Express, oh, and, oh, I, oh. <laughs> and I want to stop here now because yeah, we'll have to bring Tommy we'll have to, soon. Have to bring back and, and say, waiter, can I have a cappuccino or a baby chino <laughs> for my little puppy is dog? That a, is that a fly in my suit? Yeah. Do you serve prawns here? Oh. I serve everybody. See, I thought you should have Trish in your show. I know. Yeah. Oh. I haven't got a lift. But... I know. No, we'll do it. You we'll fucker. Do, we'll do it. We'll do, we'll do it in the next incarnation of this because that's that, like it, it, she would be great. She it could grows. Be the, stop it! Oh, yeah. stop it! I'll oh, keep play going. Some characters too. Of like she, she could do at least. Yes. Well, that's great. You can have a couple. We'll, we'll of my get rid of Jesse. <laughs> Well, look, it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds wonderful, serving coffee. This is going to be um, the 5th until the 7th of November at La Mama, Faraday Street in Carlton. And uh, the tickets you can purchase, lamama.com, 93476948 if you'd like to phone. And I think it's Sunday at 6.30, Monday at 8.30, is that right? Yep. And Tuesday at 6.30. And it's part of exploration season too. We should probably plug that. Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Excellent. Is that La Mama. Yeah. And, of, of course, this is Serving Coffee at Sims Supermarket, brought to you and written by Dr. Scott Welsh, performed by Jan Wixon, Anne Jessup, Sean Paisley, Sherry and Jacob and... Jim. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What we're going to say? We've had a slight change of cast. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so, Jem uh, is uh, replaced. Uh, jazz, jazz, but but I mean, you know, yeah. um, in a way, it's more. It's sort of like a band. Yes, you know? that's and, right. And yeah. We had different bass player and now yeah, new, that's right. New bass player and yeah, you know, it's going. a bit like the Beatles when yeah. when what was his name? Pete Best. <laughs> Pete Best yeah. came in. I hope not. No. <laughs> And so people are playing. These are reprisals and books. That Talented. You're out, girl. Talented actors playing multiple. What time multiple, is it? Sorry. Sorry. Talented actors playing multiple roles in this wonderful community-oriented show, serving coffee at Sims Supermarket. And what have we lost in the gentrification? So it, it looks at that also. And thank you very much, Scott yeah, and Jim. Thanks, Jim. Thank thanks, Val. Into our six. But stay with us if you if you're able to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll just we actually we'll, we will mm. talk, talk to Tom Little Ditch in just a minute. I'll just have a very quick break with Kelly Santon. I'm Kelly Santon performing Sax for Art Express on 3CR Melbourne, who support women in jazz. We certainly do. We certainly support women in jazz for sure. Now. 
I think we might actually um, go with Tom. Go with Tom Middleditch. Mm. So welcome, Tom, to Arts Express, 3CR Community Radio. Thank you. And Tom, you're a writer and co-producer, mm. um, actor, writer, director, dramaturge, philosopher, living in <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah, I was trying to find one of those that's going to be looking good on a resume. So, <laughs> so use them all. Yeah, I, I do, very uh, frequently. <laughs> Look, you've been very busy in um, the Melbourne Fringe of Frankenstein in Love. I think Wind in the Willows, A Weasel's Tale, Melbourne Fringe mm. 2012. Oh, they're going way back there. They are. And then, of course, recently... You've got my whole bio there. That's, that's <laughs> we'll get you there. the job, Tom. <laughs> Good. Quite a few there. Yeah, I'll appreciate that. So, <laughs> you're my well, you certainly look gorgeous in your all, part. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I assume fabulous. all job interviews are the hot seat, so you get to be my phone a friend. <laughs> yes, or 50-50. Thank you. 50-50, go with me or not me. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, how refreshing, Tom. So, I like those odds. You're co-founder of, and is it Atistic? Yes. Atistic. You're doing very well with the names. I, I am. Isn't that great? Yeah. And it's a company dedicated to telling neurodiverse stories mm. and developing an autistic aesthetic on yeah. the stage with a goal of developing empathy for neurodiverse humans. Yeah. What a great goal. Thank you. And um, tell us about it and tell us about your aims behind the show. Well... The company itself has been going since 2015, and our goals haven't really changed since then, mostly because neurodiversity has slowly been emerging within the identity politics and in the cultural movement at large. It's still largely not known, which is wonderful because it means that we get to craft exactly what it means for us. The play itself is trying to do a couple of things. It's putting a story of women on the autism spectrum up for consummation, which mm-hmm. there are definitely not enough stories about there about women on the spectrum, and most of the stories are, yeah, most of the stories mm. are typified by white men in the West mm. and generally with the same collection of behavior and that's not really diverse in a way that captures the huge range of experiences. This play, I, at last count, it had five autistic women characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the rewrites that have been going on, there's probably more or less. Um, I should have a better idea of that, but I'm no doctor. So it's legally, I don't think I'm allowed to diagnose my character in that way. Oh, but you are, okay. Is there a doctor in the I was house? Wondering what doc- I was wondering what kind of doctor you were. So. So, I'm sure we can figure something out. One with out. the temperature. Oh. <laughs> so, um, alexithymia is a condition that mm. noticeably affects 85% of people diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And about 10% of the global population. Yeah, and it's defined as an inability to name or describe emotions. Well, do you yeah. agree with that sort of description? I would say that that is an apt description of the experience. And so, I think it's something we all have moments of in our lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so just the inability to name or describe emotions. So you, you're saying that you might be going through an emotion but feeling disconnected from it? It's more like imagine you're in a room and there's a band on the other side of the room and the band is playing a song but there's a wall in the middle of the room. Yes. So usually the non-alexithymic person is going to be able to tell you who the band is and what song they're playing. But the yes. alexithymic person just hears sound. Yes. They don't have the concept of what the sound is as a song and who the band is that's playing the song. Now, that doesn't mean they're not able to 
figure that out. It's just that that becomes a conscious thought through process. They have to bootstrap their own emotional journey. I see. Tom, um, is it that the brain's, you know, rewired so differently or – Well – I mean, I know that's clinical. And yeah, some... yeah. I think the best way to think about it is that it's just a different brain. Yes. That's the whole neurodiverse yeah. thing. There mm. are no – there's no lesser, only yes. different. And, and isn't that – that's what we applaud these days, that we're actually recognising difference without putting them into a, a little, you know, a, a way box. Mm. It's, it's about integrating into society and saying this is a celebration of – you know, the uniqueness or of the just the diversity. Yeah, it's also a radicalisation of how we think about empathy mm. because generally empathy is I feel what you feel. Yeah. But if you don't instinctively have a read on what's the difference between what you feel and what someone else is feeling that you are feeling in your body, yes. that immediately becomes a mm. difficult yeah. thing to slip. Yeah. And then the mm. other way around, if somebody is having to empathise you with you when you're having to work so much harder to get up to a baseline level, them understanding that is going to give them that capacity for patience. Yeah, I can understand the misunderstandings. And also, I mean, it's a um, just this assumption that we all feel the same and can empathise the same is ridiculous. As, mm. as we know, people remember things differently yeah. as well. People experience the world differently. It's mm. a, it would it's an absolute shame that people think that we can create this homogenised single idea of what it means to understand a human being. Like, mm. I know for a fact that that is something that absolutely ostracises people in yeah. classrooms just because they don't understand. And mm. it goes both ways. It goes all, all ways. Mm. We don't understand how to be able to think like other people. Mm. Alexithymia is presented as three short works. Um, social function. <laughs> it sounds interesting. It's about an autistic woman who invents an artificial intelligence implant to navigate a job interview. Yes. And then you've got The Curious Case of You, a game show that puts audiences' emotional intelligence to the test. Yeah, that one's been immense fun to get up on the floor just because it's so... It started out, like all the best ideas, it started out partly as a joke. Yeah. And then the joke that just kept on growing and growing, and, and, and now it and now yeah, it has yeah. heart and soul. And, oh, gorgeous! And, and legs and is crawling around and opening all the cutlery drawers. And why do you have to talk about me? <laughs> I swear, there's there's no video of you from Saturday. She always going brings through it the back cutlery. to her. It's always about just, me. It's always about you. Just don't touch the crystal, and we'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, see, he's already summed me up. <laughs> Listen, um, Tom, this is a very interesting. Because Scott, you you're very much your thesis and everything's about education, isn't uh-huh. it? And through the arts and yeah. and and this is so fascinating. I'd love you to have this conversation with Tom about you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really interested in that work. I, I'm um, you know fascinated actually. Yes. I'm definitely going to come. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think yeah. really, I think everyone would get something so much out yeah. of it because yeah. in families have we have this you know sort of a situation where people don't understand each other, mm. and it could simply be a little you know well naturally a, a misunderstanding, but it's mm. also about having insight into what you're talking about and giving yourself the permission to accept that you don't instinctively know. Yes. Like we have this idea of, well, if I don't get it, then they're clearly doing something wrong. Mm, and honestly, cool. the more you think about how, frankly, disabling that mm. idea of empathy is, the more wider issues within communities become more apparent. Like I imagine in the context mm. of your show, a lack of empathy 
leads into not quite understanding what it is that we're losing through the gentrification process because we only ever see things from how we need sure, to see the world. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yes, yeah. But, um, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Well, there is an element yeah. to That's it. That's a good yeah. word this year, yeah. this, at this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes and empathy. That's yes. a theme of today's We actually episode. can't we, – we've got a third – guest unfortunately we'd love to just go on and this is not that. fair you know but um, i mean it's fabulous yeah, it is Alexithymia fabulous yeah. is um it's going to be fascinating and it is a real education it's structured to encourage autistic thinking so we mm. it really is uh, making us alert and um teaching us about these things mm. and it's going to be um from the 8th to the 19th of November. As part of? Yes, as part of the Poppy Seed Festival. Now, mm. let me tell you about that too. The 2017 Poppy Seed Theatre Festival. It's been described as like a large mixed bouquet of everyone's favourite flowers. No two options are the same, but they're all beautiful. So the leading one, the leading tall poppy is Alexithymia. Yeah, we get to open yeah. at the meat market stables. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And there's there's plenty of others. and We're, we're probably being a doing more poppy seed works uh, over the next few weeks. It sounds fabulous. Oh, lucky yes, so you get to meet everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, that, thank you, Tom. Created that by was, 35 yeah. theatre makers, and it's described the festival, bold, fresh, and aching to be seen. I think it it is yeah. wonderful. Mm. Now, tell us also, just before we wind up, Tom, um, how do people get in touch and book tickets? Well, you can do it online at the Poppy Seed Festival, mm-hmm. which I believe there was. Oh God, I should have this information on like a sheet in front of me. Hold no, on. no, 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 it's good. There we go. and you look for Alexithymia. You can also go to citizentheatre.com because this is a co-production between Atistics and Citizen Theatre and Atistic, which is a underscore Atistic because we can't do it without you. Yeah, that's brilliant, isn't um, it? Brilliant, yeah. yes. Mm. We have a Facebook page at the moment and I have a, a bet with myself that I can try and get to 500 likes before the season opens and oh. we're about 60 well, off. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. We're about <laughs> 60 off. I don't win any money but I win gratification. <laughs> that's wonderful. Thank you so much, yeah. all of you, for coming in. We're going to have a short break while we get on our third guest. So thank you. I thank really you. could talk yes. to you all day. Yeah, no, it's been a wonderful <laughs> morning. But, um, yes, so thank you, um, uh, Scotty and um, and Jem and Tom for, um, you know, and very interesting. And we probably could have, as Valerie said, extended a little bit, but took us for the shows anyhow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, soon we'll speak to Fleurelise Noble. But in the meantime, we're going to have a song for the Dixie Chooks, their version of I Can't Get No Satisfaction. My shirts will be but he can't be a man cause he doesn't smoke the same Cigarettes as me Now I have on the phone Fleur Elise Noble. Hi Fleur. Hello. Lovely to talk to you. Um, you are going to be performing I think um, at Arts House in a show, is it Rumen? Roo man. Yes. Like can- kangaroo man, yes. Of course, Roo man. <laughs> half man, half kangaroo. <laughs> yep, that's right. And, and it's very interesting. You're working within the mediums of drawing, painting, sculpture, puppetry, costume, set design, animation, film, editing, projection, performance and dance to create artworks, animated films and visual performances. And this is your second major production. Can you tell us about Roo man, please? Yeah, so it's um, a combination of all those things and kind of combined into 
one sort of theatre experience, um, which is similar to, if you can imagine, a, it's quite hard for people to, to visualise what it is because it's quite different to what their people are usually used to seeing in, in theatres. But um, it's a bit like a giant paper pop-up book where yeah. all the paper surfaces kind of come to life with worlds inside worlds inside worlds of projection, projected realities. <sighs> and the, the paper surfaces sort of operate a little bit like a, like a really lo-fi hologram in a way. <laughs> <laughs> so the, yeah, so it's, it's um, three-dimensional projected world where the projection kind of replaces the role of the live performer on, on stage. How did the um, the idea evolve then? It's so fascinating. Ah, uh, well, I actually met Brewman in a dream a long, oh, long time wow. ago. <laughs> yeah, and in my dream, I asked him if he would be um, in my in my next show, and he agreed. Wow, well, you put good. it out to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I did gorgeous. actually in the dream, I actually asked if I could film him for a bit, and he, he wasn't he wasn't quite as good as what I thought he was going to be in the dream. But I, um, <laughs> since then, I think he's, he's become... He's become a bit better, better for the better for the stage. Oh, <laughs> the I love that, those last, you know, midnight drinks. They can do wonderful things to, you, to your dreams, yeah. can they? Yeah, it's great. Just fascinating. So, um, so then, I mean, but then I actually, so then we actually, we actually made him into a fully realistic, wearable can- kangaroo man suit, oh, and um, followed him through the desert, set him free, and follow him through the desert for about three months. And that was the that kind of seeded the story. I wanted to kind of create a story, not by just sort of sitting at a desk writing a story, but by kind of having a an interesting adventure and seeing how that would inspire um, something that was worth talking about, really. So, in twenty thirteen, you received an arts essay triennial project grant for the development of Ruman. So, you've been working with Ruman for a while, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So. The last sort of four or five years have been pretty um, full-time working on it. And before that, I mean, I was kind of working towards making a new show even years, a couple of years before that even. So it's been, it's been, yeah, it's a very slow process when you're working with animation and puppets and um, a lot of stop-motion animation. So every single frame that you experience has taken um, you know, at least a minute. <laughs> and so. you've got music and soundscape and highly skilled <clears throat> dancers. It just sounds, as you said, the first dance musical extravaganza in your repertoire <laughs> of creations. And it's at Arts House, isn't yeah. it? It's the world premiere, 21st to yeah. 26th of November. And what, what, oh, here we've got the times, I see. 7.30 Tuesday to Saturday, 3 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. And you can get tickets, of course, Arts House is 521 Queensbury Street, North Melbourne. Information would be artshouse.com.au or uh, you can ring on 93223713. So um, it just sounds fascinating. Yeah. And I, I should mention it. So it's a pretty, um, like it's a lighthearted kind of show about falling in love with a kangaroo man, in a, in a girl falling in love with a kangaroo man in her dreams. But it's also quite a, um, it's quite an intense topic, which touches on sort of falling in love with a fantasy and losing losing touch with reality and, um, you know, that sometimes dreaming sort of for too hard and for too long can almost kill you. But the only way that you ever find out if your dreams can come true is by continuing to live. So it's it's quite a, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not all just 
fun and games. It's also got some touches <coughs> on some um, quite serious <coughs> topics as well. So okay. we'll hopefully generate conversations around that. Too. Well, thank yeah. you very much for being on Arts Express with us and uh, good luck for your remand show at Arts <laughs> Great. It's going to be All wonderful. Right. Thanks a lot. All the best. Thank Thanks very much. Okay, bye. Bye.